Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your breakthrough coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hey there, welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough. Today, we are going to have a little chat about interruptions. Back when I worked in corporate America, I dealt with a lot of interruptions, and part of this is because I am a recovering people pleaser. And back when I, back then at least, I was an active people pleaser. So my office door was always open, and my ear was cocked and ready for any way that I could help anybody that happened to be wandering by. This gave me a reputation for being very helpful. And because of that helpful reputation, lots of people would pop in with got a minutes. You know, hey, Lise, got a minute. I want to bounce this idea off of somebody. 30 minutes and a bunch of whiteboarding later, they left my office ready for action. And I tried to get back into the groove of whatever I was doing before the got a minute happened. Being the extrovert that I am, I would jump at the chance to hop into somebody's problem and help them solve it often at the expense of my own work, which meant I would end up staying late most nights to get my work done. And from what I understand from stories that my parents have told me, this is how I've always been. Apparently, way back in first grade, my teacher turned my desk toward the closet and away from the rest of the classroom because I would spend my time helping the other kids and not do my own work. Now, I am an Enneagram 9, and us 9s, we are the harmonizers and peacemakers of the world so what we came to believe as a, as a protective device is that when everybody else is okay, we are okay. And so if I can just fix everybody else's problems first, then I can tackle my own problems. Whew, this is just a, a belief system that nines have, and it's our way of getting along in the world. And it's this belief system that I now, because I'm aware of it, I've spent years trying to unbelieve. But it's, it's pretty much my hard wiring. So it's something I got to be consciously aware of and one that I've realized I always have the opportunity to work on when interruptions arrive, when I encounter interruptions. And no matter where you are, what you do, interruptions are a part of life. And of course, some careers and businesses are more prone to interruptions than others, but they exist in all forms all the time. And a couple of years ago, a lot of people started working from home and they had to shift from workplace interruptions to home life interruptions, especially if they had kids or even just needy pets at home. In fact, I think I've started recording this episode three times now because I had made the mistake of having my needy dog with me and had to let them out of the office and just say, never mind, you don't get to be in here. <laughs> so, so not only were you adjusting to how, you know, how to be productive at home, you are dealing with different interruptions than you dealt with at work. And the work interruptions still kept coming, except that maybe they arrived in a different form, like texts, chats, Slack channels, emails, phone calls, that maybe you weren't leveraging before. And now a lot of people are heading back to the office, and they're going to start to experience those interpersonal interruptions again, like the gotta minutes. 
So it doesn't matter what form interruptions take, you already know that interruptions are costing you time. But did you know how much time? Depending on how complex the tasks are, the time it takes to complete a task can increase by as much as 40% due to interruptions. And studies show that it can take 23 minutes just to get back where you left off. That's after you've taken care of whatever the interruption actually was. And there's a lot of information around managing interruptions at work. Um, You know, there's basic boundary setting that can be done, but it's usually targeting interruptions from grownups, you know, people that you might be able to reason with. So what I'm going to try to do is talk about three ways to manage interruptions, both from, uh, you know, a perspective where grownups at work might be interrupting you or, you know, via text or whatever, as well as little ones if you work from home. So let's take a look at the first one. The first one is called time locks. It's a concept uh, from Edward G. Brown, and he talks about it in his book, The Time Bandit Solution, Recovering Stolen Time You Never Knew You Had. And a time lock is where everyone is given dedicated time, quiet time, to concentrate. Some people call these do not disturb time. Some people call them time blocks. And whether you work from home or in an office setting, if you feel like interruptions are robbing you of your productivity, you could try the time lock method. So you can have some sort of visual to indicate to the people around you that you should only be interrupted for an emergency, like a stop sign, you know, printed on a piece of paper. And if you are working from home, have your kid make that stop sign, get them involved in this with you. Anyway, if the stop sign is up, then that means no interruptions unless it's an absolute emergency. There are three keys to make this approach more successful. One is you want to make sure everybody else around you has an activity to be working on. So if you can, maybe propose having a time lock approach to everybody that you're working with. Some of my clients do this. They have do not disturb hours at their office. And so, and if you have a little one at home, it's getting them in some sort of activity so that they are nicely occupied until your time lock is going to be over. The second thing you want to do is set a timer so that you don't stay in your time lock for an unreasonable amount of time. So you want to base that on your child's attention span, if you're working from home, from your attention span, and also the needs and demands of your clients, your coworkers, your team, whoever it is that is around you. And then finally, you want to make sure you don't overuse the strategy. If, you know, that stop sign or that, you know, do not disturb sign is up all the time, it will eventually be ignored. So you want to treat it as a real true time where you don't, you know, where you won't allow yourself to be interrupted. And that means telling somebody can't talk right now. I'm in my, you know, in my, in my time lock or in my do not disturb time. So there you go. I gave you a great trick for managing interruptions in a grown up workplace that I brilliantly adapted for having your children as your coworkers too which probably won't work half the time with your kids, especially depending on the age of your kid, or maybe even the maturity level of some of your coworkers or the the, um, respect for boundaries that maybe your coworkers or boss or team members have. So the reality is that children and even grown-up children um, that, that you work with have quote unquote emergencies, like not being able to find their favorite purple marker or not being able to find that proposal that you all worked on. So this takes us to the second approach. According to the research at the University of Washington, creating a ready to resume plan can help you shift your focus when your folk reshift your focus when interruptions arise. So the plan doesn't have to be extensive, 
what you do is you just jot down where you were at the moment of the interruption and your next step for what needs to happen once you come back. This takes 10 seconds or less. So you can just kind of hold up a finger and say, hold on a second. Once somebody interrupts you and just say, okay, here's what I was working on. Here's my next step and set that aside. So creating that plan not only allows you to get back on track faster, but it also helps you give your full attention to your little coworker if it's a little one at home or your grown-up coworker or your client that called, whoever it might be. So making that really brief plan can be super helpful in getting yourself back on track a lot faster. So grab a pen and a notepad, put it next to your workstation so you are ready to create your plans after any of the little or grown-up interruptions are experienced. All right, now now let's look at a third approach. The other thing you can do to proactively defend against a barrage of interruptions is to manage your to-do list better. So this is a proactive approach where it's a new way of managing your actual to-do list. So when I think about productivity, to me, it's all about being present while moving forward what matters most so that you can be aware of, you know, and and present to the experiences you're having, opportunities, and just resting and being peaceful and being with your people. So this requires levels at all work of work. (laughs) This requires work at all levels of life, your purpose, your values, your vision, your goals, your projects, your actions. So when we're talking about the ground level productivity, I'm talking about projects and actions. This is where interruptions happen. This is day-to-day life. And people get usually that there's a difference between projects and actions, like cognitively, they get this. But when it gets down to actual day-to-day life, people get confused about these all the time. So when I say project, I mean a desired result that can be accomplished within one year that requires more than one step. And when I say action, well, that's just one step, right? It's the next, as David Allen likes to say, physical, visible thing you could do to move something forward. And you want to be really specific when it comes to action. You want to know what needs to happen and where you need to be to make it happen. So you should know what doing actually looks like. So oftentimes I'll say to clients, what would I walk in and see you doing? Or I'll say, if I, if you were telling me what needed to happen next, so I could do this, what would I need to do? All right. So what the heck does this have to do with interruptions? Well, based on my years of working with people, 13 years now of working with people on this kind of stuff, I can tell you that if interruptions consistently throw you off, your to-do list is probably a major part of your problem. It means that your list is a mix of projects and actions. Let me give you an example to-do list. Let's say the following items are on a list. Scheduled and disappointment, taxes, call gym, website, blog, parent-teacher conference. Which of those items are actions? Which of those items on the list are actions? Which are projects? Well, who the heck can tell? They could all be projects. They could all require more than one step to get done. Even scheduled dentist appointment and call gym. Those seem really simple, don't they? But if you're changing dentists and you don't know who your new dentist is going to be, scheduled dentist is not helpful. But your friend Kath was just raving about her dentist, so your next action might be to text Kath for dentist info. This is doable. This is something you could actually see yourself doing. This is an action. And if you don't have Jim's phone number, call Jim isn't helpful. I mean, maybe Jim's this handyman that you heard about. So Google Jim's website might be your next action. Again, this is something totally doable. 
if you look at your to-do list and you have to think about what to do next, then your list isn't actually helpful. Your to-do list should be a list of actions that you can actually do. <laughs> they can actually take it any moment when you are in, take action on it any moment when you are in the right location. So do yourself a favor and make your to-do list actionable. Make it doable. When you do this, interruptions aren't so disruptive. When your to-do list is a list of actual actions you can take and you get interrupted, you can easily come back to your list again and get back into action. All right, now you have three ways to manage interruptions. You could one, set up a do not disturb time lock. Two, set up a ready to resume system where you, you write down what you were doing when the interruption started and what you're going to do next so that when you come back after the interruption, you can get back into action. And three, proactively, you can make sure that your to-do list identifies actions that you can actually do rather than a bunch of projects you have to think about. What this all gets down to is that interruptions probably aren't your problem. Boundaries and systems are. If you improve your boundaries and your systems, you'll improve your productivity. And you know what? All this makes me want to ask you a question. That's right. It's time for the question of the week. What is one experiment you can run this week to better manage interruptions in your life and work? I want you to tell me all about it. Like seriously, I love it when you report back to me on what you're trying and what you're doing and how it's going. So hop on over to Productivity Breakthrough on Instagram and answer the question the week in the comments or send me a DM. And if you go with option number one and you want to create a do not disturb sign or do not disturb time lock and you have a sign for that, I want a picture of your sign and I want you to tag me in it. And if you know someone else who's overwhelmed by interruptions, please be sure to share this episode with them. Okay, that is all for this week. I will be here again with you next week. Until then, keep moving forward what matters most. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today, or uncover free resources over at EliseEnriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.